The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Kyle Jones, and before we go any further, after I say hello, Win Grace, thanks for being in the chat. But before I go any further, let me say, if you have not seen The Giggle, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? And I killed Sparky too. <laughs> Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out. And for me, I totally love doing a spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode because that means I've probably really, 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 really enjoyed it. So without further ado, we're back. Clarence Brown, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing half good, I, I reckon, like they say in the country. No, I'm doing good, man. Glad to be here. Um, glad to uh, get with you guys and talk out this episode because, man, I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts. I hope you guys do, too, because, man. Woo. Well, I don't know about me, you know, that's still up in the air on whether or not I have thoughts, but I know someone who always has thoughts. Lee Shackelford, how are you? I got nothing else, nothing but thoughts. Mm. my body is a mere appendage my brain is all that matters all right well your brain has a habit just like the brain of morbius the brain of Mm. shackleford always says to people who are joining whether they are joining the live chat or whether they're listening to us on audio as they have done for at least 300 episodes (laughs) what do you like telling people I like telling people, thank you for spending your time with us. We know you've got other things you could be doing and indeed other who podcasts that you could be listening to, but uh, you've chosen to spend this time with us and we are deeply grateful. And Clarence Brown, if we have someone listening to us or watching us for the very first time, what do you like telling people? I like to say that you can support the show by subscribing, leaving a review and telling a friend. If you have a review idea or anything else that you want us to know, please, uh, please send that in to discussing who at gmail.com or hit us up at discussing who on any and all social medias. Good deal. And if you are watching us on YouTube, please click that subscribe button. And if you are listening to us via audio and especially Apple podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps with the Apple algorithm. I love saying that. And if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it up on an upcoming episode. So speaking of episodes, we have some news. So Mr. Shackelford and Lee, uh, well, Lee Shackelford and Clarence Brown, I am just like so brain overload with all this <laughs> that's been going on for the binary, last, binary, 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 binary <laughs> for the last couple of days. So we have word of the Celestial Toymaker, the original story being made into animation style and Clarence with that oh thoughts uh, I haven't dove too deep into it other than seeing like the little preview clip that they gave us and it looks quite terrible 
<laughs> so it, it got me to thinking like if we're really going to represent these stories um to a fan base that probably never saw the original or never even knew about the original um i'm kind of puzzled by the approach of kind of the the animation is just just terrible in my opinion uh especially when you see the stuff that the new home of doctor who is doing with disney uh with the marvel stuff uh it kind of puzzles me that it looks so bad it almost makes me think that we should probably do a reinterpretation of these stories and i hate to say that because i know we're beholden to in a sense to the to what was done before the classic but if we have the script and we have you know the audio can we cut that differently can we fill in some voice acting can we uh give the, a new vision to what the story might have been with the unlimited animation i don't know maybe that's the wrong approach but that's kind of what i was feeling when i saw what they showed mm. lee what say you what do you think um i had the same gut reaction that it's it's uh, it's disappointing but very often in in a production like this, I, I always want to step back and say, why? You know, is there, is this an accident? You know, which does happen, you know, where, where a production just gets away from you and it just doesn't turn out like what you intended. Or was this a choice? And if so, what what is the thinking? And I I wonder if the idea is we can't bring back Michael Go, We can't bring back... William Hartnell. Um, so let's not try. Let's make it something stylized that isn't an attempt to to literally show you these lost episodes, but to sort of take you into this mad world. And, and they did add some things that were not present in the mm. original stories. I understand. You know, there's things floating in the air that, that couldn't have been, and things like that. And mm -hmm. um, and I I thought maybe. Maybe that's what they're doing, but if so, I still don't. I, I just, I just still don't like the look of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it just, it just seems like funny choices all around. I don't get it. So our friend Ian in the chat is saying that he thinks that it is supposed to look like the stop motion animation of the nineteen sixties. Interesting, and. Our friend Wingrace says that he wishes that they had released it, and I agree with this before the giggle. But it is what it is. I really would have liked to have seen that before. Yeah. You know, could it was, I think it would have given some context as to mm -hmm. who the toy maker was for people who may not have known who the toy maker was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far but, as but the, it, go ahead, Claire. Well, sorry, but but is that something that someone who doesn't know who the toy maker is actually going to watch? Very good point. Very good point. Right. I'm not sure that would have done. That, that would have been, yeah, that, would that have made people want to see it? I, I don't. I think if you were someone like us that watches and also investigates, I know I would have liked to have seen it by, ahead of time just for the sake of being able to know a little bit more about him. But for that casual fan who is watching it for the first time on Disney Plus, yeah. if they would have put something called The Toy Maker on Disney Plus, they would have been like, okay, why? They ain't yeah. gonna put that on Disney Plus. <laughs> I don't think they gonna put that on Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney has high. Uh, yeah, when you standards. put it that way, no. no. So basically, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is 
they would be crazy. Something would be in their head, running through their head, making them crazy to put that on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> 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 the only explanation I could think of. Yeah. Mm. So kind of like a little giggle in your head, maybe. Mm. Who knows? Who mm. knows? But what I do know is, without further, you know, talking or anything, the giggle is the third of three Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials, first airing slash streaming on the 9th of December, 2023. It starred David Tennant as the 14th Doctor, Catherine Tate as Donna Noble, and welcomes Shuti Gatwa as the 15th Doctor. It is the most, from, I'll just go ahead and say it, it's the most fun that Kyle has had watching Doctor Who since the day of the Doctor. But <laughs> some review, Clarence, I'll start with you. Some review. This episode does that great thing that Doctor Who does when it gives you a message about the greater world. I really love that. This episode, it was there in spades. Great job with that. Um, we'll get into it, but I think the animation or the CG in this episode, you know, as a comparison, the CG in this episode was just, <laughs> you know, a nightmare before Christmas-ish, phenomenal, just some of the most beautiful uh, CG I've seen in Doctor Who, period. The the special effects production was off the chain in this episode. And, you know, we got some companions coming back and we got the new Doctor and. I'm puzzled by some things I'm sure we're going to get into, but overall, I really enjoyed the episode. Lee Shackelford. Um, I, I was disappointed with the ending, honestly, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the Christmas special just because I want to move on with shooting. So that's, that's cool. Um, and, and sort of leave some of this, some of this behind, but couldn't agree with more with uh, Clarence about uh, the social commentary. That's some Swiftian satire in the first part of this. And it was dead on. And I, it just made me so happy. It just, I was punching the air over some of that. Yeah. A lot of fun with unit get and uh, good to see um, uh, Mel uh, for the first time when she wasn't um, making me want to pull out what hair I, I had. And um, yeah, it's, um, it, it was. It's a lot of fun. The scary stuff is proper scary. Oh, yeah. Mm. Whew. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah. All righty. So I want to say that one of the things, before I give my initial thoughts, the one of the things that I love about doing this show with you guys, doing Discussing Who with you guys, is we don't have to all agree. And I love how we can go back and forth and scream it out to each other like Mel did, but just come back together and still love each other and still love the show. So that is awesome to me. That being said, yeah. in my head canon, and you guys may bring me away from my head canon, or hopefully, or maybe I will take you guys to my head canon, who knows? But in my head canon, I don't know why, but I just absolutely freaking love this from point A to point B. I was excited. There were some parts that made me cry again, like it did in the mm -hmm. first one. Um, but as far as introducing a new doctor, I think this is the one of my favorite introductions of a new doctor. Not how maybe he got there, but but once he was there, 
I, it's one of my favorite introductions of a doctor, I think, since I've been watching, quote unquote, live 2005 forward. Yeah. So I, that's maybe why I love it so much. But that being said, I want to go into the social commentary because I didn't have that in my notes. And before I forget it, I want to go ahead and let's talk about it. So let me preface by saying we did not like Orphan 55 because we felt the doctor was preachy in Orphan 55. And there is a point to where one might argue that in this episode, the doctor does berate humanity a little bit and is berating his confidants and companions, maybe thoughts lee i'll start with you thoughts i no more so than than the doctor has in the past he has the perspective of being an outsider and that's a that's a literary tradition you know that's we've been doing that for hundreds of years the the person who's new to the culture looking around at us the the culture that's familiar to us and saying the hell (laughs) what is wrong with you people and i i just found that so so very refreshing in a time where the uh there it does feel like a a virus of entitlement of everybody insisting that they're right all the time uh at the expense of uh, being able to get along with other people and it's just it's sad that it isn't actually the toy maker doing it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it isn't all just going to go away one day but um you know it was just interesting to have that that called out um, I think that little scene of the doctor stopping the guy from walking in the street, stopping the guy from getting hit by a car yeah. while he's walking in the street is really some of the the finest writing of a scene that I've seen in who in a long, long time. I just, it's a crystalline moment to me. It's so, so beautiful. So um, that's, that's my feeling about that. All right. Clarence, what say ye? Yeah, of course. Agree with, with everything Lee just said. Uh, the doctor will tell us, tell the humanity how great they are he'll also tell us when we're doing wrong or we're not uh, being the best we can and he he does it again in this episode i don't feel like there was any different from what the doctor has done in the past but as far as i love the way the message was really in uh the device of the story and hmm. just a great mirror to um people on the internet you know saying any and everything we're divided over trivial stuff we're always right as you will witness by many comments and many videos (laughs) across internets so yeah i just thought that was a good commentary on what we are as a people and and how the internet has kind of changed us um you know two days or as you could say as as long as the internet has been as popular as it has been in the last 20 30 years or whatever you can Mm -hmm. use that as a time scale (laughs) if you were from before that time you're like what's going on here what's wrong with you people (laughs) <laughs> so now you now you just made me think and I, I had this thought had not occurred to me before is this a clever way of heading off debate about this episode maybe so <laughs> if you're going to get on the if you're going to get on the socials and and getting people's faces about uh, the giggle it's like do you not recognize yourself as being one of the characters in it mm. so that's pretty awesome <laughs> and, and and you know uh, you know, I was actually thinking that whenever I was making my notes, but whenever I was also watching the story, thinking of it from the perspective of we're going to in the next week review it, 
you know, we're, we're one of those people that goes and gives our opinion just like all these other people. But I think the key there is I'm not always right. You know, and I think that's what the toy maker was doing was making yeah. everybody always right. And I brought up Orphan 55, not to pick on yeah. that era, but, and but when Grace, ahead. well, when Grace brings up in the chat, that kind of reminded me a little bit of Eccleston. And it is true. Eccleston was yeah. a little bit more of pointing out things. You know, it was a little darker of a personality of the dark doctor. But he called Rose a stupid ape. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you <laughs> and, and you know what? Matt Smith's 11th doctor uh, did that some more in a comical way. And my goodness, uh, the 12th doctor was downright just as mean, uh, especially to uh, Danny Pink in Series 8. You know, yes, That's Ian right. saying yeah. 12 calling us pudding, pudding brains. brains. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I saw that totally differently. Yeah. Hmm. I do want to say real quick that there is someone in the chat that I want to say hello to, Professor Brainy Specs. He has met our. So I'm assuming he or she has met us all through Dave Cooper and the Cultum Collective. So anytime I can give a shout out to the amazing Dave Cooper. I like to do that. So cheers, Dave Cooper. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers, Dave. Cooper. And Kirsty Bissett. Yeah. Yes, indeed. 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 So that being said, I want to talk a little bit about the toy maker. This is the first time we've seen the toy maker in 57 years. <laughs> Clarence, what was your thoughts of the toy maker? And you can talk anything about the toy maker, whether it's the beginning or the end of the story. Um, I've only seen that little clip, I guess, which most people have of the end of the toy maker, um, uh, serial, but, but, uh, as far as Neil Patrick Harris and the portrayal in this episode, I think it was really fun. Um, and someone who is, you know, you think of the master being on, on the caliber with the doctor, but the toy maker with his tricks and his, uh, the way he can bend space and time and it, it he's pretty formidable. <laughs> I'm surprised we hadn't seen him, you know, any more up until now, but, but man, I was mostly shocked by how powerful he was at a character as a character. Uh, reminds me a lot of that DC character. I can never remember or say, or remember his name. Mixel. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely reminded me of that character and, you know, some of the things he does in this episode um, and that are shown to us visually that he does, I think are pretty freaking cool. And I kind of hate that he's banished um, by the end of the episode, but, but man, he's such a fun character. Neil Patrick Harris. I'm almost, I almost want to advocate bringing in more American actors to play villains because he's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed him. <laughs> Lee, what say you? Uh, I'm available. And um, <laughs> <laughs> little thing about that. This this is a cinema professor. Put on that hat for a second here. Let me speak for a second about Charlie Chaplin, who was, you know, at, at one time, the most famous person in the world. He was who? Beyonce? I mean, th there was no place on earth where, you, where people didn't know who Charlie Chaplin was. You mean Taylor and Swift? They, Come on, Ali. Okay, Taylor Swift, and um, <laughs> update my references. And 
but but the silent era ended and and all the silent stars were talking and people were waiting for the little tramp the character that he played to speak and chaplin fought it because um people in japan thought the little tramp was japanese people in italy thought the tramp was italian mm. you know mm. he didn't want people to hear his voice and he was english <laughs> our great american icon um he didn't want people to to hear his voice but in the film Modern Times, he he compromises, and what he does is there's a song that he sings that the he gets talked into singing. The character does, and spoilers for Modern Times, film made you know <laughs> um, nearly a hundred years ago. Spoilers, um, spoilers for a film made in the thirties. Um, <laughs> he sings, he sings, and it is gibberish. And it is a beautiful melange of every language on earth, mm. all mixed up so that it sounds, if you, if you, you get drawn into it thinking, wait, that's German. No, it's, I think it's Italian. Oh, oh no, this part is Spanish. It's, it's untraceable and it's complete genius. So we have our first name brand American actor playing a villain in this, uh, aggressively british tv show right yeah. is he going to try to do a british accent is he and which one uh are we just is he gonna be neil patrick harris what are we gonna do and their solution is the chaplain solution isn't it <laughs> he's got a different accent with almost every line yeah. and i thought that was complete chaplain level genius mm. Mm. he's he's german to start with Mm -hmm. and we know that we know the history there so he mm. could be the bad guy mm. so oh, i was looking for the perfect <laughs> place in here to say this so i'm just going to come out and say well that's all right then well that's all right then <laughs> yeah i loved that you know uh you know because he goes from one of those accents to Amy Pond and Clara mm -hmm. and and Lady Bill, yeah. not Stooky Bill, Lady Bill, and then well, that's all right then. I just love all, that. They're all mocking. They're all different yes. ways of mocking people, and yeah, it's so ugly and it's so so brilliant. But yeah, that that little speech where he he gets to be um, sounds like he's from Mississippi for a second. Uh, <laughs> He's calling out the thing about the end of those times of the companions that drove me nuts. That really yes. made me say, I don't like this franchise anymore. That's why I keep going back to my fourth Dr. Scarf. It reminds me that I'm a Whovian and I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> but, but this thing about let, not letting companions die and then having them linger on somehow. Oh. I just loved having a character come in and say, well, I guess that makes it okay then, doesn't it? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't. Well, I was <laughs> foreshadowing. It might not be the yeah. companions this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, let me ask this question. We, um, <laughs> um, we always go back to the portrayal of the master and, you know, I, like various incarnations of the master. Lee, I know you are more traditional Delgado master, not the maniacal dancing 
Master that we saw, especially last, even though Sasha Dewan I thought was awesome. Love Sasha Dewan. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah. but the master himself, and I think I agree other than Missy, I do like a more cold and calculated master. But the toy maker was like out there, out there, bonkers uh, yeah. crazy. I liked the bonkers crazy. I think I would have rather him been bonkers crazy dancing around the Spice Girls as we saw him than having been a more traditional villain, quote unquote. The the way Michael Go played it in yes. the original yes. series. Yeah, he's very cool and collected. And yes, and now, Doctor, we're going to play a game. That's right. Yeah, bonkers crazy, but equally as powerful. And I think the catcher that really makes me like the toy maker is he follows the rules. You know, mm -hmm. he has a code that he, that he lives by. And, yeah. you know, that made him kind of special to me in this episode. Me too. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have to do anything else. Anybody says he's a God. Yeah. Except mm -hmm. this, he has to play by the rules of the game. So yeah. speaking of there, one of the only things that bothered me in this episode that like really, really bothered me was I did not like the line where he says, I played a game with God and he, and he does something. I didn't like that. That made me just a little bit uncomfortable where he says, I played some God, something mm -hmm. with God and did, did some, I thought that could have been left out just me personally, but yeah. I did find it quite interesting you know a little tongue in cheek here or a little you know long in the tooth maybe but uh the <laughs> taking the master and making him a tooth and then at the end we get that nod to um what was it um last of the time lords where instead of a ring that's picked up the tooth is picked up at the end i thought that yes. that was brilliantly done by a a mysterious lady who we do not see. And yeah. At the edge of the Avengers tower. How yes. that yeah. How, could, <laughs> how that person could possibly be standing there. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. I had trouble with the geography there too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, maybe somebody in the, who's in the chat right now remembers the line, the, um, I, 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 I played against God and I won. Line. Yeah. I don't remember it now either, but uh, yeah, it's 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 supposed to make you uncomfortable. That's what that's there for. It's like the Satan mm -hmm. bit. Yep, so, true. Yeah, true. Did, did either of you notice when they did show the um, golden tooth how many teeth he had? Meaning, you know, he had way too many teeth in his mouth. Did you guys notice that? I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> you mean like a shark? Huh? Yeah. Go back and look because it looks like when they show that tooth, you know, of course, when he's just doing his lines and delivering his lines, you don't see that. But when he shows the tooth, it to me looks like he's got 20 or 30 teeth across his face. Interesting. Mm. Okay. The time scale says, that, yeah, he's got like a hundred. Uh, I need to see? look at that again. Uh, also, time scales points out in the chat that that's Kate picking up the tooth. Oh, and that if that if you're doing screen grabs and so on, you can see it's her. It's her. Um, yeah. Okay. Ian uh, uh, says I played a game with God and I turned him into a jack in the box. That I think, uh, Ian. I think you are a hundred percent correct. Woof. So let me just ask you guys, just out of curiosity, how many times have you seen this episode since Saturday? 
once was sufficient. Okay. Twice. Twice. Does anyone want to guess how many times I have seen this episode since Saturday? 42. No, not 42. (laughs) That's a good, Good that's a very good number. Let's go with 12. I've seen it in its entirety about 12 times. I've seen the last 21 minutes probably a good at least 20 times. So just FYI. Question mark? (laughs) I am just that obsessed uh, with um, this episode. But we'll get into that. Let's talk really quick about some returning faces. Of course, we see uh, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart return. We see Shirley Ann Bingham return. We see Mel return. Thoughts on return yes. of Mel? Lee, why don't you take it first? Um, definitely not one of my favorite companions. So um, uh, when they said, hey, Bonnie Langford's coming back, I said, oh, good. Um, but um, she she's not screaming here and she's not being a, obnoxious and uh so in the end i'm glad she's uh holding one of the doctor's hands there at yeah. the uh, yes the ultimate moment so that's really nice clarence what do you say yeah, yeah it was it was great having her back um it makes me think is is unit mm-hmm. now the ultimate destination for all former companions going forward at hundred thousand yes. dollars a year um <laughs> I, I think it's a great fit and um who else who else to uh save the world or keep it safe i really sure. love that so yeah it was cool seeing her and you know uh also the the part that was fit for her perfectly when they did the uh, arpeggio thing she like sung it out oh so, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because she is a legit uh star of the stage yeah and it has been since she was a little girl yeah she's yeah and, and you know i think we brought up the fact when we reviewed time and the ronnie i think our was yeah, it was whichever was the regeneration episode, and we were, you know, kind of making fun of the character of Mel screaming so much. But we brought up the fact, and and I think Clarence, I pointed it to you over the fact because I know your background professionally is in computers and programming that that was something that Mel did supposedly, other than scream, and it was nice <laughs> to see her in this story be doing things with computers you know they didn't you know just call it out that that's what she was doing but if knowing that the context of seeing her you know doing stuff on computers i thought was really really cool well to that point one of the bigger questions i had of of the episode was the fact that and maybe they've established this and i just didn't realize it uh donna's a computer genius too or is that a remnant of her being dr donna did she retain some well, I, I, when we when we met her, she was a clerk typist, which in today's marketplace means she's got some familiarity. Mm-hmm. But you don't make her a programmer. <laughs> she went pretty deep in this episode. So. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think no. that was supposed to be a nod to the fact of how fast she could type. You know, I think. Yeah, uh, but she went straight from. I, I type fast to asking about the operating system. Yeah. And I'd say, like, um, yeah, yeah it, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, mm. Yeah. That Ma- bothered me too. Well, you know, maybe she needs to be on the news and I loved the shout out that little mini clip of Trinity Wells. 
<laughs> you, you guys know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, just. <laughs> so, uh, Clarence, in, if you go back and you look at RTD1, anytime you saw a news broadcast of when something major was happening, uh, if, whether it was the BBC or there was some kind of fake CNN that they were doing, they had this one newscaster over and over, Trinity mm-hmm. Wells, and then we see her in that clip. She's now progressed on from being just a broadcast journalist to having her own show. I thought that was a nice, cool yes. nod. <laughs> the yeah. triumphant return of Trinity Wells. Yeah. Yes. And, and again, to the, the social commentary portion, um, anti, what was the name of the bracelet? I forgot what it was called. But, um, but there's a big movement not yes. to wear the thing that helps Binax, us. Oh, yes, it? of course. Right. Yeah. So did either of you, before we move on, did either of you think that when they were arriving and he comes out and says, Kate Lethbridge Stewart and has his arms, you know, welcoming wide open, did either of you think she's about to slap him? I thought it possible. Yeah. He's opened himself to attack. I I did have that fleeting thought as well. Mm. I did too. I was I was thinking you're about to get slapped, and then I I think that I think because she was walking with such purpose, Mm -hmm. and um, speaking of walking, well, 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 you uh have to tell me why she slapped them because she didn't, she didn't, she didn't. But I just, yeah, I just thought that she because she was walking with such purpose. I thought she was about to. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I feel so. I didn't see that. No. But um, she did kind of metaphorically slap Shirley in the face. I, I did not like, but I, the fact that she, when she went crazy and she took off the thing, you know, she was saying, you're an alien. You have two hearts. You're a redhead. You're both redheads. What's up with that? And I've seen you walking. Again, yeah. and the earth is flat uh, <laughs> and all the other good stuff that you hear on the internet. Uh, yes. Like- <laughs> But I, I I'm bring that up for this purpose of I thought Gemma Redgrave played that so well that when she realized that pain on her face oh. that, you know, you've really stepped over the line, even though it wasn't her fault. You know, no. I loved how she played that regret. It was it was like playing two characters, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, it was lovely. And and, and the remorse. way she replied yeah. back to it, you know, Shirley replied back with, you know, don't even mention it. There's, yeah. it's, it it's not even it's okay. Yeah, right. it's fine. I thought we, that we know was that wasn't beautifully, you. beautifully done. Yeah. Mm. So, one other thing I want to bring up that I just thought was awesome <laughs> was the Stooky Bobbies <laughs> and Stooky Sue. <laughs> that was just awesome thoughts. I thought it interesting that when 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 we've encountered some of these creatures that have been brought to life by the toy the toy maker that um I feel like my impulse and I think the doctor's impulse was these are people who are somehow being enslaved, you know, that they these are human beings that and I need to help them, you know? Um and then later on his 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 stance is no they're dead. Don't worry about them when the, when the toy maker's doing it at, uh, mm. at unit. Uh, Donna is not constrained by this at all. <laughs> and I thought that was very interesting. There's not a second in which she's not says, okay, these are dolls and I'm going to bash this one's head in. Like, 
Okay. So okay. That, that face didn't, that didn't don't work on you at all. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If, if we didn't have a regeneration and I will just go ahead and say, if we didn't have a regeneration, that would have been hands down my favorite scene. <laughs> if this was just an ordinary yeah. episode, that would have been yeah. my favorite scene hands down. And, but and that, and that's, that set looked a lot like Wednesday's room. Yes. In, yes. In the, uh, yes. The show. Yes. Um, hmm. But yeah, those, those, those little uh, dolls were scary. Uh, well animated. That, that was really impressive. I was, I was really shocked by how well they did with that scene. Yes. Agreed. 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 So since we are already 36 minutes, almost 37 minutes into our review, I just want to go ahead and jump ahead a little bit to the part that we knew was coming in this episode. We didn't know when it was coming. I thought it would be at the end. I was shocked that it wasn't, but I'm curious to know the toy maker says I played the first game with one doctor. I played the second game with this doctor and I'm play the next game with the next doctor. The doctor begins to regenerate and I love, you know, Mel coming to one side, Donna coming to the other side. Mel actually has one of my favorite lines in the story where she says, you know, he tells Donna, I'm not dying. And she says, I know. And one of them says, you're going to be somebody else. And she says, it doesn't, Mel says, it doesn't matter. You're all fantastic. I, I loved that. But we then get the glow. The glow goes away. And at that point, once the glow goes away, it's kind of like, what's about to happen here? So my question to you guys is, Clarence, I'll let you go first. Thoughts at that point with the by generation? Oh, man. Uh, I would love to know what you guys think and the people in the chat. Please let us know because uh, <laughs> this has been sitting with me a few days. I really didn't love it. And I, I, I love that it brings us a lot of possibilities in the future. I love that part of that. Um, and this is something I kind of predicted, but I predicted it very differently. I thought, I thought by the end of this episode, David Tennant would go off and we wouldn't actually see the regeneration, but then we just start with shooting and they explain it later or something. But, but um, I don't know if I love it. We already have another David Tennant running around here somewhere in the parallel universe. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How <laughs> and, many do we? <laughs> and just after harping um, about how some of the companions don't die, you know, there's going to be celestial beings or Galavan about the universe um, and then we do this with this doctor. I think it was an interesting concept. It brought a lot of fun to the episode, but the more I sit with it and think about it and maybe how it even does shooty a slight disservice, maybe, um, I, I just, I don't know if it sits well with me. I think about it more. Well, what about you guys? All right, Lee, what say you? I've been in the same place. I just keep, thinking about it and the the more i think about it the less i like it and I, it's i have to keep going back to my gut to to going back to just the the moment because 
in your retelling of it, Kyle, you skipped something that I think is very important, was that we've been braced for this moment. We've been wondering what this doctor was going to say mm-hmm. when the end was near. And he said, for one thing, bless him. Here we go again. <laughs> and um, which, you know, is one of our catchphrases first spoken by the brigadier. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but then finally it's, it's time, which I was hoping was, would be his last words, but he topped me because I really like Allons-y, mm-hmm. which of course means yeah, let's go. Good. Yeah. Good. It's, you know, on to the next thing is, is the, is the spirit of Allons-y. And, and then it, it didn't happen. And I just felt disappointed. And it's, it's intriguing. It's interesting to have something happens where for a moment you have two doctors, but then we settled in and made that permanent. And I saw a, a, a kind of, maybe you could say mean spirited piece of fan art the other day. Uh, there was a poster for the uh, 70th anniversary Doctor <laughs> Who special called The Five Tenth Doctors. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah, thank you for putting your finger right on it. I- enough with David Tennant. Okay. I, I know everybody loves him, but I, I've been feeling like for a year now that we've been sort of trampling on Shooty's time. This seemed like the final insult in a way. Um, like I say, what followed was a lot of fun, but, but when it turned out that he's, that we're going to create another TARDIS by hitting the hard TARDIS with a hammer. Um, so now we still have this doctor and he's, and he's got another TARDIS. That's the point at which I just sort of pushed back my chair and said, I don't know, guys, I don't. The hammer TARDIS. Hmm. I, I, I feel, and, and I know it's a show that, I mean, this is magic, right? He, 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 you know, he, he might as well be flying around on a pumpkin. It, it doesn't have to make literal sense. And I, I understand all of that, but just from, from sort of a storytelling point of view, how many 10th doctors do we need? Um, I, theoretically uh, he's the 14th. But I, okay. but I get your and point. I, but I get exactly, your point. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying that to be funny. But but I get your point totally. But the three of us, we we've got a chapter in what I've learned is a well-regarded book about popular media, right? And one of the things we talked about is the show as analog for transitions that people really experience in time. And the fact that one doctor goes away and is replaced by another one is important. It's important to us mm. in a larger narrative sense it's the story of our own lives that we experience through popular media and mm-hmm. and i felt short short changed by that now i do love the idea this moment of him having a family and saying who knew you know i never knew this was going to happen to me and i've never been happier in my life i teared up at that oh, yeah. i love that idea but we don't know how much time has passed and so that's 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 a little awkward but uh, i understand we're, we're trying to wrap things up but but It, 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 it rends the fabric of the whole show if one doctor doesn't lay it down for another one to pick it up. What's mm. what's going to happen the next time? Mm. Yeah, no no stakes. No stakes. Right. He gets it, his TARDIS. My... Yeah, go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. 
No, no, you're exactly. I'm, I'm agreeing with you right down the road. It's exactly the thing that's been bugging me about the companions who die, but but they didn't. But, but that's didn't. all right then. <laughs> yeah, but, but is it? But is but it? It's not. No, but it, it isn't. And I know. I, I think they probably should have left us on some sort of cliffhanger with that character um, as to the fate of the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I think it's just an opportunity to bring back old doctors at a whim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we kind of have the mechanics for it now. And that's kind of, that is kind of interesting. You know, that's, that's possible, you know? I, um, so let yeah. me pick up some of the comments in the chat and the then great I'll stuff get, happening in the chat here. Yeah. You know, but then I will get to mine and I'm glad you brought up the book Lee, because, um, you know, I, I have some thoughts here, but let's go first. Uh, I want to bring up what, uh, when Gray says, he says, I think I like the bi-generation in concept, but the stuff RTD said after the fact is making me a little bit more hmm. concerned. Um, well, one thing that he's saying, I think, is that, um, you know, it b- opens up like a multiverse, a doctorverse kind of thing. Yeah, the Hooverse. Hooniverse. You know, the and I will say in, I think it's one of the tales of the TARDIS uh, that we didn't get to see, obviously, but um, it's a conversation between Ace and the Seventh Doctor. And she says something to him, in effect, spoilers, the last time I saw you, you were a hologram. And and he responds by saying, in some realities, I regenerated, but in some realities, I grew old. And explaining, you know, why, you know, he's old. (laughs) Um, Let me bring up another thing that Morgan Lee said. It seems to me that they are really trying to clean the slate and make Shuti the first of a new era. They are erasing the burden of everything that has happened in the last 20 years, starting new. And goes on to say, quite the poetic change from Donna's, I'm going to be with you forever, traveling in the TARDIS, to 14, now choosing to live with her forever, living with her lovely Mm -hmm. family. And I waited to bring in what Ian said, which said, Ian says the appearance of the 15th doctor is part of a time loop. 14 will grow old and then uh, regenerate into Shuti and get pulled back into the bi-generation to complete the time loop. In a nutshell, before I go forward, that's my headcanon. That's how I, even as I was watching it, was seeing it. And the uh, more I watched it, the more that, solidified in my head and the reason why I think that I have watched those last 20 minutes so much and I don't mind saying this on this show the two of you know this I have ADD and I can't take my medicine right now and because (laughs) I'm not taking my medicine right now it is a little struggle keeping my motivation keeping my um, you know brain on track and because um um and because of that um uh, you know i'm easily distracted and whatnot so maybe mental health is right in uh for me right now so yeah. i loved the fact that, that when they did do the bi-generation 
it seemed to me that the 10th doctor or the 14th doctor instantly became the secondary doctor. And the, the way I interpreted everything from that point forward, Shuti's doctor was the primary doctor. He was the doctor that was in control. He was Mm. the doctor that does the come here and you know, everything's okay. Uh, He was the one who says, you've got to stop. You know, uh, he's the one that was saying, I'm who I am today. I'm okay Mm -hmm. because you stopped. So he's taking all the, he's doing the rehab for the doctor. Yes. Well, he's the one talking like a doctor. Yes. Yeah, you're right. That that is beautiful in itself. And if you look at it from that perspective, Knowing, yes, they are existing side by side, but I take it in my head canon that everything that the 14th doctor experiences, him sitting there with Donna having the meal at the end, Shuti's 15th doctor been there, done that. The one that was in the TARDIS talking in his head canon, he sees. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been there. That's an experience that he's had. He's had all the therapy, the therapeutic moments that David Tennant's 14th doctor has from this point forward. So he, yeah, they're the same person, right? Yeah, they're they're the same person. I, I, yeah, and I, I think, I think the thought of that is lovely. Chronologically, he hasn't, though, because they part ways at that time. And the right chronologically, yeah. But but it's but, a time travel show. But yeah. it's a time travel show, right? <laughs> and it doesn't, as, yeah. as as we've said before, it doesn't necessarily have to make sense. Well, but I mean, if they're two two of the same person existing at the same time, yeah, maybe fifteen does benefit from every moment of healing that fourteen experiences. So, so let me add That's the one, way I'd write it. Love that. Let me add one more thing to my little rant here. Mm. Is one of the other things that I find so beautiful about this is yeah. if you go back to Journey's End and you've got the Rose Doctor with the 10th Doctor and there's a conversation that they have that they're saying that don't you, and I think Donna's the one that says it, don't you understand what he's giving you? He's giving you what he can never have. Mm. Yes, you know, that he right. will grow old. He will have the yeah. day today today. And I know yeah. I'm getting emotional even thinking about it or talking oh, yeah. about it. But you reverse that with this story. You're giving yeah. him the day today. You're and haven't you always him. wanted to do that? Yes. You yeah, know, I, so exactly. I love that. Yeah. And I love the angle that they bring it from of the whole self-healing I just absolutely a hundred percent love it. So yeah. does it break I love that canon? Too. Yes. Does it, it absolutely breaks yeah. canon, but do I love the fact of what they did with it and the way they present it brilliantly done yeah. in my opinion. So that's why I like it so much. You know, you said you might bring me to your way of thinking. And I said, Nope, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know, 
Mor Morgan in the chat points out that the toy maker has dragged the 15th doctor back in time into his 14 body and to create the bi-generation. So this, you know, mm -hmm. he came from the future and, and, and outside of time and space. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. And um, they even say in the, uh, when they, when the toy maker says, it's not fair, there are two, two of you, they even say, one of them says you did this, you, yep. you know, you split us. Uh, this yeah. is, this is you doing this. Hmm. Right. <laughs> okay with that with that said do you yeah. ever get a real reason why david Tennant's doctor or the 14th doctor in david Tennant's form is even there in the first place donna mm -hmm. says that he had to come back for unfinished business yeah with her mm -hmm. that's yeah, why it had to be her yeah because yeah, she's got to be her doctor all right that's, and say go ahead lee because then because i have well that's how on i that read too. that yeah 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 I've and see this also to me changes and here I'm sorry I'm on a rant, but it also changes one of the lines that people do not like from David Tennant's doctor. I don't want to go, you know, because a lot of people I've seen over the years say that's so undoctor like because the others are all embracing because it is the same character. But I think the David Tennant doctor, and maybe this is why we see that face or we've seen that face so many times since that. I take it that this was the doctor that that had that warning of stopping, having that warning of not continuing because he had that family with the pawns in the 11th, but he kept going and he lost them. You know, and I think that's why this face returned was he he ultimately wanted to be stopped. Sub maybe subconsciously. Yeah. And because Donna was saying you wanted to come home. I just mm. you mm -hmm. know. So And home meant Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why Donna? I, I don't know, but well, I think I think part of my irritation about the whole the whole thing was that it felt so much to me like the show's marketing team taking over story, and uh, I think I think you raise excellent points that, given the reality of that, you know that, I mean IRL that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, but, absolutely. But RTD saddled with that. This is what he did with it. And I think you're right. What he's done is something beautiful. It still bugs me, but <laughs> but if it's got to be done, this is the way to do it. So, you know, you make an excellent case. I, would, would I have loved, let me say this, would I have loved for him to have just regenerated into Shuti and Shuti have been the primary doctor for the last 20 minutes? If I had my way of doing it, would that be what would have happened absolutely a million percent that you know bring david Tennant back let him you know and mm -hmm. then donna goes and he says bye to her and whatnot yeah but that isn't what happened you know and i just i i just saw shooty's doctor from that point forward as the primary doctor, maybe because mm -hmm. I just wanted to like him, maybe somebody yeah. else. And if you guys don't agree with me, please say that. Well, let me ask this. Are we going to have a 
and I'm going to equate this to Marvel real quick. Are we going to have a high-level <laughs> Marvel character versus a low-level in the trenches character problem Ooh. where there's some big world-ending event and, and you know, Shooty needs help for some reason? Are we going to be saying now, well, where's where's 14? We kind of need him right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're all about to you die. Know, Captain Marvel's in another galaxy right now, and so we can... <laughs> I guess space and time, there's always theoretically been other doctors around in some... It's true. Confusing. It's hurting my brain. Well, we did it in Day of the Doctor. <laughs> we, we we gathered them all together, you remember? Yeah. In Day of the Doctor, so, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. Time travel, man. I I will say this. The one thing that I did not like, even though I thought it was done well, was even though it was fun, I did not like duplicating the TARDIS because I did not want David Tennant's doctor to have a TARDIS. I would, you know, I, right. I I didn't like that because of mainly Clarence for the point you just brought up. I didn't like the fact of he can, um, go go still go anywhere he wants to he's really not stuck on earth Mm -hmm. so um that i didn't quite like that that really troubled me especially the 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 sort of dismissive way in which it was created i i anyway (laughs) that that, that's that troubles me that um you'd have thought it was more complicated than that but um it just makes you think, is that where they all come from? <laughs> they reproduce my vision. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that, but uh, <laughs> put me to work. Um, but I, I, I do like the way that that uh, um, picnic table scene was played that um, we casually mentioned that he's taken Rose to Mars. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, didn't bother to tell anybody about it and little things like that. But he's not, he's not leaving. He's not, it's, it's for the day trip. It's not to, to keep running. And I, I think that's very interesting. So I don't know. I, hmm. Well, w- one thing I have to give Shuti compliments for your first uh, appearance as the doctor, you were basically in your tidy whities for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and you pulled it off quite well. So kudos is, to him. As, as many fans have pointed out, it is fun that they split the clothing there's only enough clothes for one doctor but there's two of them which means that 14 is now commando yeah um and yeah just just count the the costume pieces anyway it it is fun which which it it makes uh the 14th regeneration 13 to 14 regeneration make even less sense now (laughs) 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 that's true who got the who got the bra and pants yeah yeah Yep, 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 yep. But I uh, do give them compliments for uh, what he will choose for his wardrobe next time, as we will see him. It looks like he's getting a lot of wardrobe. This is not going to be a a doctor who has a costume like uh, previous doctors. He's going to have something different every week, it looks like. And I'm for that. I like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really, 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 really like the liking. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, hands down. I I have never, even with David Tennant when he took over, it was like I don't know if I'm going to like this guy. Matt mm. Smith. It was almost through his entire fir- first series and his appearance on the Sarah Jane Adventures before I actually accepted him as the Doctor. 
yeah. you know, it took Capaldi a while for me to accept him. I am like in the first episode, Clarence, I think you messaged over the weekend saying, Kyle, you're already in love with this doctor. And I am, I'm loving this doctor. <laughs> I am totally on board with his doctor and it's, I've only seen him for 20 minutes, but yeah, you know, can't already, wait now. Can't, can't wait. Wait. Yeah. So gentlemen, any other topics before we get into our favorites? Uh, they brought the salt thing back as the thing that welcomed the toy maker in. And that was mentioned by someone in the chat last, last week. Yes. That, that, that they that called it. Mentioned. You called it. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos yeah. to whoever mentioned that. Mm. And uh, yeah, now, now I'm embarrassed that I don't remember who, who said that, but uh, you just wanted to mention um, uh, as um, somebody always interested in history and media, Stooky Bill, that's, that is for real. You know, that, that, really was the first uh, an early experiment in uh, televising an image and mm. um that's that's not exactly what he looked like and um you can still go see him at one of the museums of media in the uk so he didn't burn up but um <laughs> just stay um, away from stooky sue just just uh, he's he's the only one of that line stooky if i understand right is um um scott's slang for something made out of plaster or paper mache or something like that. Mm. Like sticky. Mm. That's gotcha. why he's Stooky Bill anyway. Gotcha. But gotcha, I gotcha. just think that's interesting that, that that is something drawn from reality. And thank goodness um, it did not uh, infect everybody's screens from no, that no, moment no, no, forward. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's another so. logic of the show. Lingering <laughs> in the televisions. Yep. I, I, isn't that where the Weeping Angels are? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crowded in there, isn't it? Yeah. And they took a few opportunities to say, uh, don't even try to figure it out. You'd never understand in so many words. It happened like several times in this episode. Like, oh, we're doing something sci-fi-ish. Don't fantasy-ish. Don't even worry about exactly. it. It's just a story. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. And we did get the puppet doctor for a minute. I thought that was cool as well. Yes. Yes. Another yeah. very upsetting image. Yes. Um, yeah. Is, do you think Shooty's time is going to be this full-on scary like uh, these last two episodes have been? I mean, some of this is... Good old fashioned nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, the money is on the screen, definitely, judging mm, from the next trailer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, I, yeah, that means anything's possible, right? Spoilers. But anyway. Oh, um, so, oh, and uh, Clarence, I'll let you read this comment because I've already cried once. I don't want to cry again. <laughs> okay. Good. Get me uh, from Wind Grace. Oh, saying, uh, Wayne Gray says, is this the first time they actually mentioned Sarah Jane in Universe Death? Mm. I believe so, yes. Um, yeah, everything that I've seen and read just says that, yeah, we've just sort of been putting off saying it. But, yeah, we finally said it. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think her go. daughter's name is Sadie Miller. She's actually yes. done uh, Sarah Jane and some of the Big Finish audio. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And... I think it was on Instagram. In other words, she approved. Yeah. So, but Wilf lives on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wanted apparently to, Wilf is okay. <laughs> so let me ask Wilf you Wilf man made it through this fine. What did you guys think of the end of him going off shooting the, at the moles, even though they had a um, force field? Would you have rather have <laughs> seen a scene where they referenced that Wilf had passed away? No, 
I don't doubt it been too much for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm okay with how they actually you know gave him his final final say there. So yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, apparently they shot as much as he could of scenes that were planned for this episode, but it just wasn't enough to cut it all together. So they just that means they had to kind of cut him entirely. Well, uh, I read today, uh, and I'm not sure. I'm I, well, I'm not going to speculate of where I read it, but it was it was on something that I trusted what I read, but that they had originally written where at maybe in that last scene they do reference that he had passed away, mm-hmm. and one of the producers convinced RTD to take that out. It's too much. Yeah, too and much. and and uh, I think they actually maybe even filmed it, but that it was. Hmm. a little much you know that they not yeah. that not that it was not appropriate but it was a little raw a little bit question before we wrap uh, what other companions do we have out there on other planets that could possibly catch this whatever hmm. male cult to get back to earth thing <laughs> uh, i thought that yeah. was pretty cool to her to find her way back to earth oh was- our friend shannon's favorite um companion of all the time <laughs> Parapagillian Brown? <laughs> yes. Well, uh yeah, if we if were to believe what we saw in the uh in the memory TARDIS, because um she's yeah. Mm. Yeah, if, if, if in that little scene, the, the that idea was that um King Erkanos is dead and she's a free agent again. So mm. um righty then. Yeah, let's bring back Perry. I, I, I see um, it now. Perry joins the cast of Oz Nine. <laughs> exactly. No. Oh, Shannon's melting. She, Her brain is melting, even as we are saying that. <laughs> I think. I think if if uh, Mel gets a second chance, then surely Perry does. But yeah. um, yeah, we there aren't proper conclusions to the stories of a lot of other companions, including Susan. I may say. Yeah. So, uh, would be interesting while Carolyn Ford is still with us. To- <laughs> finally bring her back into the into the fold that would be fun um, mm. but yeah that's, a, that's an interesting question who uh, if everybody's going to go work for unit now who else can we uh, grab mm. hold of Tina. well i say we grab hold of our favorite scenes and i'll start this one my favorite scene anything with the 15th doctor in it was my <laughs> favorite scene hands down i know that's a cop out but that anything with the 15th doctor was my favorite scenes. Clarence Brown, favorite scene. Although we didn't have Jenna Coleman in the episode proper, we got as close to her as we could with the puppet. So uh, I love the whole uh, Amy Pond, Clara puppet worldwide premiere scenes. Mm. Lee favorite scene. Wow. That's uh, I, I you've caught me unawares. Uh, how could I forget that we were going to do this? Um, yeah, spoilers. I don't have a favorite line picked out either. Um, <laughs> I, I I I loved pretty much everything that Neil Patrick Harris did on screen, especially you know when when it's uh, he's he's left alone to be malevolent with somebody else. I think that first encounter in the puppet shop, the in the in the toy shop, was uh, th- that's I just found that. I was just immediately drawn in in that kind of, oh, good way. You know, that was, that was just fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, make us scared. It's, 
All right, I've got to bring this in mm, from yeah. uh, the chat. Um, yeah. Ian says, spice up your life as the favorite scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was bonkers. Um, and Morgan also says that the, the toy maker dancing around unit in a marching uniform while the gun shot rose petals. That's, yeah, all of that was and the, bonkers. And the visual shout out to American Beauty of all things. It's like, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> mm. Favorite quotes. Lee, I know uh, you don't have uh, one maybe, but do you? No, I really don't. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, because I said that I, I admired uh, um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's uh, mastery of a bunch of accents and, and approaching it that way. I did like his um, his funny German. You know, it is graining, is it not? The water is all splishy, splashy, and that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy that. So. I did too. Yeah. All right, uh, Clarence, what say you? Oh. Well, that's all right. No, that's not mine. Yeah, my, my, mine <laughs> it's is a good one. Be, when, when the doctor uh, and we didn't bring this up, but this is one of my favorite parts of the episode is when the doctor is making a plea to the toy maker, and he's just telling him we can be celestial, and he's like the Time Lord and the toy maker, infinite games. Yeah, I just I, I just love the doctor just reaching out like, why are you doing this, man? Come on, mm-hmm. you're you're a god. We could do so much more. We can go have our own games and have fun and, and gallivant about the universe. Uh, infinite games forever. And he's like, nope, I love humans. <laughs> I love, I love yeah. messing with humans. <laughs> I love Earth. This is true. This you is make games fun. out of stacking bricks on top of each other. I, Was that a Tetris reference? Yes. Or a Lego. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but either one, they make games. Yeah. I, I assume Tetris, but yeah. It's, yeah. Um. Um, Morgan brings up as a quote, I've never been so happy in my life. Uh, this is when the 14th doctor is talking to Donna with that beautiful, uh, happy look on his face. And speaking of beautiful, uh, (laughs) male, you're beautiful. And then 14 to 15 to 15. And I love how he said, uh, by generation, it's not possible. It's a myth, 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 male. What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> you're, how do I look? You're beautiful. Yeah, and the then, doctor has to think for the redheads too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Donna says, "So do you uh, come in a variety of colors?" Yes. Yeah. That 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 was good comedy there. <laughs> um, I don't really have a favorite quote, but since uh, I just thought that this was so awesome, this whole thing with "I'm poor, we Stooky Sue." I don't know what to do. I lost my precious hubby. They threw me in the cubby. They took my bill away. I mourn him every day. He won't come home to me because they burned him on TV. Oh, God. Now the Stooky Bobbies weep. Stooky Bobbies cannot sleep. They miss their dear papa. They seek him near and far. They've missed their kiss goodnight. They greet the endless night. The Stooky Bobbies are so sweet. The Stooky Bobbies want to eat. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I love that. That was <laughs> creepily yeah, brilliant. Scary. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. and if I can give one more shout out to when the doctor and Donna are in the other dimension hallway thing, um, and we mentioned the doctor getting his TARDIS back at the end, but uh, he makes the well, he makes a statement. You know, take away my toys. What am I? Mm-hmm. What am I now? You know, and I thought yeah. that was really interesting. And we just kind of 
go against that at the very end, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And someone else in the chat pointed that out that yeah, that was a profound question. And then we sort of cast it aside at the end. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that was yeah. Ian that said that in the chat. Yeah. And it is. It's yeah, it's part of my problem with that. But yeah. All right. It is. So it's a profound question. Well, the profound question now is final rating. And I'm gonna go till last because you know me, I have to do something odd. So final rating, and I'm going to go by how I had it listed. Clarence, final uh, rating. I'll give it five TARDIS jukeboxes out of five. Okay. Lee Shackelford. I, I, I'm going to predict you were going to give it about a originally, and I'm curious if I'm right. I'm, I'm going to say you were going to give it about a 3.25. <laughs> originally yeah you, you always like the the granular number much more than i do so yeah I, I, I'm, I'm not uh always into the fraction so much but uh um yeah i i i, I have you, you have uh, helped me raise my estimation um but so i, I can easily give it four uh stooky bill heads out of five <laughs> hey me actually live crying uh has to at least give you one point out of, out of so all well, right it, it and you should you should take this to bed with you tonight Cal. it's because you're right you know <laughs> you speak the truth you know i don't these get that are but... emo- the, these things are emotionally significant you're crying about it because it's true oh okay and i respect that i respect the fact that you're saying something that is deeply and profoundly true well, at least I'm not, well, maybe I, I'm saying something true as opposed to, you ready for this, Clarence? Saying something nice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. We'll have to practice uh, that. So we've got 3.75 <laughs> Mott Temple Noble picnics out of five. I like that. Yeah. Four TARDIS splitting hammers out of five. <laughs> There's got to be somebody out there that's saying who's listening to it somewhere in infinity saying b- however many crazy auntie males out of five, which oh, yes. I really thought was heartwarming when yes. Sylvia said, oh, come on in your family. I loved mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, that Mad was awesome. Mel. All right. So here's mine. So just bear with me and go ahead and go. Oh, God, Clarence. Yeah. God. All right. So I'm going to, out of five, I'm going to uh, give this 15 15th Doctors, 14 14 Doctors, 10 Donna Nobles, because, you know, she was with the 10th Doctor originally, 21 minutes, because it was the last 21 minutes that I love, totaling up (laughs) to 60 giggles out of five. Man, I thought you were going to get five golden rings in there too. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Out of five. Actually, I think he's going to have a ring on each one of his fingers. So maybe you're being a little seeing into the future out of fives. So, mm. no, we've seen the Sonic now. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. did we so, so before yeah. we go, <laughs> I have to know since I'm rhyming and we've still got some timing, what did you guys think of the new Sonic? I don't like it. I mean, I can't say I, I can't say I don't like it. It just looks weird to me right now. I got to see it in action on screen, which I guess we did get a little bit of it. Uh, Shooty had a YouTube video where he was kind of like showing it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting. Yeah, 
<clears throat> it's it does not look like a screwdriver. No. Um but we you know we've been moving uh, progressively away from anything that resembles a screwdriver. So um yeah, now we just said, "Hey, what if it's not even supposed to be cylindrical? What if it's yeah, this kind of figure eight Gallifreyan thing, you know? What if it's yeah. uh, just a gizmo?" And uh yeah, um I I I like the idea of kind of the a uh, 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 fresh They've hit reboot on the uh, Sonic yeah. screwdriver. So. Right, glasses. Must be thankful for that. Yeah, it's not specs, and I really <laughs> thought it was going to be the ring, which I thought. Well, now he's a Green Lantern. Well, you know. <laughs> um, so he, it's not the ring. So yeah, we, it, it's another reason to be really eager for Christmas. Mm. Uh, Morgan <laughs> says, "I love that. Maybe their screws yeah. look a little bit different on Gallifrey. Right. Hey. Yeah." <laughs> This sounds like a, a a pub riddle, you know. What what's a Gallifreyan screw? Well, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I'll figure out the show. I'll, that, I'll figure show. out the answer to that. <laughs> that's what you call the Chibnall era. Oh wow, the Gallifrey screw. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Morgan's fault. Yep. Hey, I I I couldn't resist. I actually really really quick. I did have, and, and since since we went there, I did have a Chibnall uh, something that I didn't go, and I'm going to go back to it. I, I, here's what I actually had written down. Couldn't help noting that the toy maker's power extends to our own universe, prompting the BBC to name Chris Chibnall as showrunner and thereby, as the toy maker says, making a jigsaw out of the Doctor's history. Mm. So, we do reference in this episode a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Wow. So, yeah. Well, all I can say is just thinking about, you know, is what's planned for next? Is it going to be scary? I'm just going to say, I'm getting awfully hungry for Christmas. Mm. There you go. <laughs> take, take that as you wish. We'll understand it at Christmas. So, spoilers uh, for Christmas. But for everyone who joined us in the chat, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for participating in the Thank you for staying with us. Thank for you for staying with us, yeah. especially for my rants and raves. And for you guys, thank you, as always. Uh, I loved the difference of opinions, and I loved how we, able, we were able to talk it through, as always we do. So, as it is said, we will be back next time. Wow. <laughs>